Welcome to the Any Soul Podcast, a positive place where you can find inner peace, heal from hurt, and grow into the best version of yourself, all using the powerful tool known as the Enneagram. I'm your host, Keith. Let's get started. will be the official episode one of the podcast. I hope everyone's doing well, kicking off this new year, 2023. In this episode, we'll be breaking down type one on the Enneagram. We'll be discussing the strengths, the struggles of this type. We'll get into the wings of type one being the nine wing and the two wing we'll discuss the type one path to growth and we'll end things off with a type one at peace affirmation so type ones the very first type on the enneagram is the fatherly type if we're speaking in archetypal principles (laughs) they're very much concerned with what is right and what is moral and what is principled they are very social justice inclined and justice in general they are the judges They are the judges handing down the moral codes for us to live by. I would imagine a judge would be a really good archetypal vision of a type one in general. People who identify as type ones, they're known for perfectionism like I said their strong sense of morality and an overall desire to make the world just a better place they have a strong inner sense of right and wrong and that high standard is projected out into the world for good and for bad Type 1s are very ethical. They're very honest. They are a type similar to Type 6. Very 
committed to keeping their word and meaning what they say and saying what they mean. They're very hardworking and reliable. Extremely committed to their sense of personal values. And because of this rigidity, it often gains them respect from the tribe, from the culture, similar to type threes, which we'll get into in a couple of episodes. But respect is huge for type ones acting in a respectable manner. This respect comes from their diligence and their work ethic. The fact that they're the first to champion the causes that they believe in from that moral standard. that comes with a a sense of duty a sense of purpose and a sense of pride and a genuine motivation to do the right things and to be just and explains why they tend to gravitate towards justice and helping an idealism related paths in life like I said judges teachers, professors I would also imagine ones are heavily represented in fields like accounting making sure numbers are accurate and policy makers and things like that Type 1s, they're also known for their sense of self-control and their self-discipline and being able to delay gratification and going back to that sense of hard work. They're very dependable people and reliable, which again goes to that, that outer respect where people can really rely on them to do what they say they're going to do and get those things done. Now, in terms of the struggles that type one can deal with in their path and their growth journey, mainly deals with anxiety, issues with self-criticism, and a tendency to go overboard with that perfectionistic streak. They may have difficulty relaxing or become overly anxious when things are not going, uh, you know, exactly according to their, their plans, which can be quite rigid. They have a fear of making mistakes and, you know, holding on to that, that grip of, what is right and what is wrong and that internal code 
they can struggle with change and have a hard time adapting to new situations which call for creativity or outside-of-the-box thinking. Now, before we get into the specific wings for type 1, being one with a type 9 wing and one with a type 2 wing, I just want to give a brief overview of what wings are in the Enneagram system so that we have a clear understanding. So when we say wings, I'm referring to a particular type's neighbors, meaning the immediate types or the immediate numbers adjacent to a particular number. So in terms of type one, seeing that the closest neighbors to that type are types nine and type two, we can call those wings. So you can have a type nine wing or you can have a type two wing, which give you know certain flavors and essences of those types to type one. So when you have the the type one with a nine wing, you have the type one, you have that deep desire for right and wrong, you have that moral compass, the highly disciplined nature and wanting to make things better, wanting to improve the world. But you also have the flavoring of the type nine, which brings a sense of calm and a desire for peace and harmony. They want to avoid conflict and often try to keep the peace within their relationships. They're often able to see things from different perspectives and understand different points of view, which makes them great listeners and peacemakers. They often seek to mediate conflict and find the greater common good. Now, type ones with a nine wing, they can struggle more severely with feeling guilty when they fall short of those high standards, they can be even more self-critical and can be perfectionistic, which can lead to a feeling of never being good enough. They can also struggle to let go of the past and hold on to feelings of regret. There can be a dampening of energy if at an unhealthy place. So when it takes on the characteristics of that nine wing, you have that calmness, you have that peace, you have that relatability that comes with a nine mixed in with those high standards, with that respectability of the type one. Let's talk about the Enneagram type one with a two wing, also known as the perfectionist with a helper wing. In this combination, you have with the one that strong sense of right and wrong, but here you have an added desire to assist and support others. You have that same deep sense of personal ethics and standards, but you also have an, a motivation to help others improve their lives and the world around them. So it really strengthens the type one wiring and desire to, to improve with that Type two focus on relationships and feelings and emotions. That type two, it brings a sense of compassion and generosity to the type one. 
these people have a strong desire to to be of service. They can be very giving of their time and energy and their resources. They often put the needs of others before their own. They actually, depending on how much of an influence of the of the two they can have, they might not even recognize their own needs. There can be issues of inner criticism and anger, both presented inward and outward, which often gets hidden and repressed. Now, that can, act, that can actually lead to not only resentment, but internal burnout combined with that, with that intense inner self-critic. Now, when comparing the type one with the nine wing and the type one with the two wing, it's really important to highlight that while both have that sense of responsibility and a desire for improvement, the way that they apply those desires differs. Now, with the type one with a nine wing, while they're more likely to focus on internal improvement and peace, a type one with a two wing, they'll focus more on assisting and improving the lives of others. They also differ in terms of their conflict how they approach conflict where a type one with a nine wing, they'll tend to try to avoid conflict as much as possible. A type one with a two wing, they'll try to mediate and solve that conflict as soon as possible to, to restore that harmony in the relationship. A type one with a nine wing, they tend to be more introspective and focusing on uh, self-improvement uh, inner peace and that and that inner harmony while they type one with a two wing will tend to be more focused on the well-being of others and the group and what other people need and other people's goals they also tend to be more uh, assertive and have stronger desire to be of service to others so as we discussed Type 1s are known for their strong sense of right and wrong and for their desire to improve themselves and the world around them. However, this drive for perfection can also lead to feelings of never being good enough. It can also lead to self-criticism. It can also lead to a difficulty of letting go of the past, which can lead to regret and resentment and anger, which is one of the leading causes of suffering when it comes to type ones. So here's a, a quick roadmap for personal development and growth for type one individuals. So step one is going to be awareness. Step two is going to be acceptance. Step three is going to be setting more realistic goals. Step four is letting go of the past and step five is learning self-compassion so in step one you know the first step in personal growth in the type one journey is to become more aware of their inner thoughts their feelings and their behaviors this means taking a step back and observing objectively you want to 
learn from the type five. They are the masters of this. It's important to recognize when they're being self-critical and to understand the root of this behavior. You want to do that root cause analysis. They should they should pay attention to when they're holding on to past regrets, uh, their anger, when they're holding on to anger and how it affects them in the present moment. You know, in terms of especially tapping into that type nine, if they have the nine wing to really being able to sit in the moment and sit with the feelings on that gut level is extremely important. So once type ones have that increased understanding of their thoughts and their feelings and their behaviors, the next step is to simply accept and embrace them. This means learning to be more forgiving of yourself and to let go of the idea that you have to be always perfect. You don't. Accepting that you are human and that you make mistakes and that that is a part of life will release a huge weight off your shoulders and allow you to become more playful and more creative and happier. Next, type one should focus on setting more realistic goals for themselves. They should prioritize figuring out what's truly important and what they can realistically achieve. By setting goals that are achievable, they'll be able to focus on their progress and appreciate their accomplishments instead of feeling discouraged by unachievable expectations or the weight of overachieving. Another important step for type ones is to let go of the past. This means learning to forgive themselves for past mistakes and learning to live in the present moment. They should focus on learning from the past rather than dwelling on it and also focus on moving forward instead of holding on to regret and anger and frustration. Finally, type one should practice self-compassion. This means treating themselves with the same kindness, the same care, and the same understanding that they would offer to their good friends or with their beloved family members. They really need to try to be more understanding of their own weaknesses and to be more patient with themselves, especially when it comes to anger and self-criticism. They should learn to appreciate their own efforts and their progress as they move forward in their journey. With this simple roadmap, type ones can learn to loosen up their strict standards to be more forgiving of themselves and to let go of past regrets, which can haunt them and burden them with the anger, which causes them to suffer. With increased self-awareness, Type ones can learn to balance that desire for improvement with the desire for contentment and inner peace. 
especially if tapping into that that nine wing. It's really important to note that for growth, it's an ongoing process and patience is something that type one needs to incorporate into this journey. And just remembering that no one is perfect, even type ones, and we're all human and we all make mistakes. And that is the beauty of this whole thing. So as we wind down this episode, I want to give a, a quick quote of affirmation of type one at peace to assist them on their journey. I am relaxed and at peace. I am able to transcend the desire to always be seen as the respectable, moral person. I feel the ease that comes with accepting myself and others as good enough in this and every moment. My criticisms are replaced with gentle empathy and understanding. I can let go of anger. My rules aren't the world's rules. I'm able to enjoy the playful and carefree side of life. The world is more righteous because I'm here, but I'm also free. Well, folks, that will do it for this initial episode of the Indian Soul Podcast. I want to thank you all for joining me as we discussed the virtues and the struggles and the journey of the Enneagram Type 1. Join me next time when we will discover the greatness of the Enneagram Type 2, also known as the Giver or the Helper. I hope you all have an amazing new year with much prosperity and I will catch you guys on the next one. Peace out.